You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Today we're going to talk about great power and great grace, and uh, I just love the Lord. He's just so much fun. We were when we were praying early this morning, as we were praying before the services, um, God just got us all tickled about who He is. And uh, Bruce was praying that uh, he was just praying, and and he was saying, I don't even remember in context because you know we're praying, and and he says, you know, the good thing is is. Uh, we were talking about how good daddy was, how good our father God was. And he was saying, yeah. And he said, the good thing is, is our daddy can beat up your daddy enemy when he comes after us, right? And I don't know if any of y'all remember that, but as kids, we used to, you know, at least in the South, that was our big threat. My daddy can beat up your daddy. I don't know. Apparently nobody's from the South. We did not get that. So, okay. So like I said, we're going to talk about great power and great grace. And I want to, what I'm going to try to do is pull this picture together. I've been uh, uh, preaching on for the last few weeks. We've talked about divine shift, divine interruption, divine direction. And uh, God has been doing just, I think, crazy things. I have seen crazy things. And, you know, things that you never, in your mind, you can't comprehend and then you realize it, it's the goodness of God that has done something that has surprised you. And uh, while I was at the conference this weekend, we did a pastor's leader, pastors and leaders retreat. So there were people of all kinds from all over, from California, Oregon, New York, Texas, Michigan. I mean, they came from all over for this retreat. And um, it was amazing to see uh, what God is doing in all these different people. We had an opportunity to, you know, let everybody share a little bit about what God is doing. And when you when you sit there and listen to person after person after person share about the uniqueness of how God is using them in this season, it just builds your faith so much. You You hear those things and you think, my God, my God. All things are possible, and even though we know all things are possible, just hearing, you know, these breakthroughs and these things that God is doing, you're thinking, wow, my God, how do you do this just 24-7 while we're just going about our merry day? You were just pouring out, pouring in, pouring over, breaking through even that song we sang that we're going to see the victory because that's what God's word says is that we're going to see the victory and what victory looks like to him and what victory looks like to us may be different because we have an idea of what victory looks like, but God has such a bigger perspective. You know, if we, if we declare, if we, um, are set on the way the victory looks to us, then many times we miss what God is doing because we're lamenting because it didn't come out the way we thought it should. But then a year down the road or two years down the road or six months down the road, we can look back and say, God, I didn't realize what you had done because it didn't align with what I thought it should look like. So 
that has nothing to do with our sermon today, but just <laughs> FYI, that's a, that's a little bonus point. You know, we got done early, so yeah. So I want to talk about this. I want to I want to just touch on and try to paint a, cl- a fuller picture of what we've been talking about the last few weeks. So I'm just going to touch on a few scriptures that we touched on the last couple of weeks, and then I want to talk about this great power and grace that we're moving into. And it doesn't mean it hasn't been operating, but it means that we are going to be more aware of the power and the grace of God in this coming year. It's going to be interesting as we move out of November 1st. Can you believe it, right? How many people have their Christmas tree up? We knew it. <laughs> There's always one who can't wait till. <laughs> so, but, you know, what it is, 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 you know, starts November, starts that shift of anticipation of, of finishing the year well and preparing for the new year. And God wants to prep us for the new year. He wants to prep us for what's coming. So when we talk about the divine shift, we're talking about Divine means that it is, there's a sovereignness to what's going on. And many times we think that we're in this alone and we have forgotten that the sovereign God is working with us in it in what we're doing. So I, I, like I said, I just want to read a few scripture. This was the main scripture when I preached on the divine shift. And I, I just want to touch on this for a minute. It's 1 Kings 17 verse 5. And we've got a whole bunch of scriptures to go through. I'm not going to stay in a book for a while like I usually do. So um, we're going to be jumping all over the place. I actually printed them out here so I wouldn't be flipping the whole time. But First Kings 17, 5 through 6, it says, Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. And we're talking about Jehoshaphat. And all of Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat. And he had riches and honors in abundance. And his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. And he removed the high places and wooden images from Judah. And in the Hebrew, it says that his mind was elevated to the ways of the Lord. His mind was elevated. And and we are seeing our minds are being elevated in the ways of the Lord. And if you aren't seeing that, then go ahead and declare it because you will see it. You know, sometimes things are hidden for us to uncover. And when it is exposed, you know, when you when we realize it, like when we say our minds are being elevated to the ways of the Lord, all of a sudden it draws our attention to what God is doing, right? It's like when you buy a white car and you've never had a white car before, then all you see on the road is white cars, When we put something out there that the Lord is doing, we begin to see what the Lord is doing. But yes, I think that's good. That's a great point. That's a great point. (laughs) I'm going to need somebody to agree with me today. And if you don't, that's okay. Just act like you do. No, I'm just teasing. But think about this. It's a shift. We are seeing a God shift in the people of God. We are seeing not total agreement. We don't want to confuse what the people of God being united and total agreement is. It's not the same. But we're seeing a hunger after what God is doing, which enables us to shift into this presence-geared season that we're in. 
So divine shift, there is a divine shift. So think about that as you're, think about that when you're painting a picture, think about that being the brush stroke of the canvas, that the foundation that's put on there. Many times you paint the foundation first and then you add the color to it, right? The next thing we're seeing is divine interruption. And we talked about this. You can go back and listen to the sermons on the website, but divine interruption. And this is key because um, it's out of Ezekiel 36, 23. But God is moving because of his sake. Ezekiel 36 talks about how the people of God profaned, turned away from him, profaned his name. And he said, stop it. I am not going to allow this any longer because I'm going to begin to move in a realm of holiness for my sake so that all the nations can see that I am holy. That's what he says. He says, I want everyone to see that I am the only God, that I am the holy God. So there is a divine interruption happening because the holiness of God is rising up for his sake. So the people across the world can all see there is a holy God who loves them. There is a holy God that's adjusting them. We're all being adjusted to the holiness of God. And he does that because we dropped the ball. In Ezekiel, they dropped the ball. And he said, enough. He said, I'm rising up in the holiness of who I am. And what happens in Ezekiel is it causes the people to turn back to him because they encounter the holiness of God. And what does it do? When we encounter holiness, it causes us to take a look at our sinfulness and turn back to God. So there is a move of holiness happening across the world. It's not, it's not limited to our nation. It is happening across the world because God has risen up and displayed his holiness to get the attention of his people that are called to be holy. It says in the word, be holy because I am holy. He's holy, so we're holy. So he's rising up to remind us who we are and to get rid of the things that separate us from him because he's a holy God. He's a holy God. And he says in that scripture, he says that, and, and I'm going to read it out of the, I know that that's not the scripture that up there, but I'm going to read it out of the uh, complete Jewish Bible. It says, I, this is verse 23. It says, I will sanctify my great name. So God is sanctifying his great name, which has been profaned among the nations, among whom you have caused it. We caused it to be profaned. But he says, because the nations shall know that I am the Lord declares the Lord God. And then he says, when I manifest my holiness, he's going to manifest his holiness through you. Now think about this. When you really think about this, this is like a trembling, fearful moment because, because God is rising up in holiness to stir up the holiness in us so he can display his holiness through us. Because he is holy and he has called us holy. That is a holy God. And that is, that is where we are. There is a display of holiness that is causing his people to be holy because, because we are called to be holy. Okay, so that is a divine interruption that is happening right now. 
you're seeing the people of God turn back to God. And we've gone through this for the, about the last 18 to 24 months. There's been a call back to God, a call back to God because of who he is. So that's that. Okay, the next one was the divine direction. So think, I want you all to think about this in kind of a sequence. We've got a divine shift. The shift has happened. God has interrupted our, our, our laziness, our lack of paying attention to what's going on, our distractions, our miscellaneous, whatever. He has interrupted us and displayed to us how holy he is so that we will remember how holy we are because he is holy, right? And that way all the nations can see the holiness of God through us, through his people. That's a big call on everybody right now. Just say, I accept the call. I'm going with it. And now he's shifting our direction. And he's shifting our direction to a crossing over, to a crossing over to a new era, a new decade. Uh, everything's new. Everything's new. Um, this Joshua 1, 8 through 10, and this is how we get there. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall meditate in it day and night. So the word of God is our divine direction. The word of God contains everything we need to cross into this decade. And I know we're already started in it. That you may observe to do all according to all that is written in it. Not partially. He wants us to do all. All of it. For then you will make, uh, then, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So when we do what's according to the word, we meditate on it day and night, we eat it, we live it, we breathe it, we live out of it, then we're prosperous and successful in everything we do. Everything. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. Right. I'm not going to be dismayed. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm not going to be delusioned, disillusioned. I'm not going to be a dis. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not going to let the taunt of the enemy distract me from what the word of God is saying to me. And he says, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So it doesn't matter what's happening. God is with us. It doesn't matter what it looks like. God is with us. Because we have not gone this way before. Right? So the word is our roadmap. Both the written word, the prophetic word, the rhema word. The word is our roadmap. And God will guide us in every step. And even when we aren't sure what's going to happen in December or next January or June, we are sure because God shows us. I may not be able to say on, you know, February 22nd, 2021, I'm going to be doing this. But what I can say is on February 22nd, 2021, God's word will have me exactly where I need to be. I do not have to worry about it. I do not have to, 
you know, stress over it. I don't have to worry about whatever the finances are, whatever the job is, whatever the family is, because it's the word of God that will get me exactly where I need to be. So I am confident in what the word says. And I'm in, I'm confident that I can hear from God and that I'm in a company of believers on a journey together that will help me stay in the direction I need. Right? We look for encouragement. We look for confirmation. We look for uh, that reconfirming words. I mean, that's why we do prophetic night is because we want to hear from God for the people who come to confirm, to build up, to encourage so that they will have that partnership in body life to move them where they want to go. I I got this prophetic word, uh, you know, being part of the leadership team for the weekend, I wasn't expecting one. But the person who hosted the pastor's meeting gave uh, her intercessors everyone's name, and they wrote us prophetic words. When I read that prophetic word, it was like God said, see, I told you. It was a page long of confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. I was like... I was like, what? Because, <laughs> you know, usually when you're in charge, you don't expect to receive, right? And I got that out when I, on Friday morning. I got it on Thursday. So I, I got it out on Friday morning, and I read it. I got it on Saturday morning, and I read it. I got it out this morning, and I read it because I was like, God, it's your goodness that leads me and confirms me. And that's why we do what we do, because we want to confirm and encourage one another. And I was just like, whew. Only you, God. Only you. So get out your prophetic words. Read them. Declare them over you. Let them build your most holy faith in this season that we're in. Okay, so Acts 4.33. And this is, uh, we're going to kind of go here and then move on. So it says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus And great grace was upon them all. So that is seems a very simple scripture, but it is powered packed with what God is imparting into each one of us. We have great power and we have great grace. We have it. It's already contained within us, right? Yes. Apparently I'm needing a lot of agreement today. So. The word great means just that. It means great. It means numerically great. It means large. It means abundant. So we're talking about large and abundant power and and grace in here. It also means persons known for ability. That would be all of you. For virtue, that would be all of you. For authority, again, and for power. That's us. We are a people of a great God, filled with great power and with great grace. So I just wanted to make sure we understood what we what great meant. Great. I know when you think about it, when we think of great, you know, so many times... 
those words are so simple and small. But when God, ex, you know, breathes on what he yeah. meant by it, they're big and they're wondrous. Yeah. And they're actually like, uh, you know, my granddaughter came over last night and she had on a seal suit. Okay. Her, she came trick-or-treating to grandma's house. Okay. So she has on the seal suit that's about three sizes too big. So she is swallowed up in that seal suit. But we know she's going to grow into it, right? That's the way we are. We are swallowed up in these enormous gifts and promises of God. We are swallowed up in this greatness of God. But we're going to grow into it. You know, right now, some of it doesn't fit that well. It's a little bit big. We're trying to hang on to it to keep it from falling down, keep it from falling off. But we're going to grow into yeah. it because God has given us abundantly more than we can handle right now. But we're growing into it, right? So we're going to grow into our great white heavenly suits. Whew. So we are in a time of being great people. And it wasn't that we weren't ever great. We just didn't know we were great. But we are great people with great power. So I want to talk about the four times of types of power because I want all of us to kind of grab a hold of this. We're going to talk about the four types of power. We got something on that for me, Kevin? I'm going to put it up there so all of you guys can write it down. See the slide before that. I know the one with the four types of power on there. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and we, if you find it, throw it up there for me. Okay, Kev? So we've got, um, we've got great inability. It's K-O-A-C-H. That means great inability. Okay? And I want to talk, I'm going to talk about each one of them for a few minutes. Um, and this is the scripture I'm going to use for this one. It's Deuteronomy 8.18. Actually, it's the one that applies to it. It says, but you, rem but you must remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to get wealth. Great ability. Okay? So that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is today. So it means the capacity, the ability, the vigor, the, the, um, the uh, means to produce, uh, the substance. That's what it means. It means all of those things. And there were two uh, just examples I wanted to talk to you about. And the first one is uh, Genesis 26, 12. And it's about Isaac. There's famine in the land. And um, Isaac sowed in the land. He actually planted seed in the land, right? So there's famine, which means there is no produce. There is no product. There is no fruit, right? If there's famine, there is none. That means lack of, without. But he sowed in that land. And when he sowed, he in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold, okay? So God gives us the ability, the great ability to produce, even when there's famine in the land. 
right. we have the ability to produce. Okay? And Isaac went on and he prospered. It says he prospered and he continued to prosper right. until he became very prosperous. Yeah. Not only did he prosper, but he kept prospering and he became prosperous. I want us to understand that we have been given the ability to produce even in a time of famine. Because the word of God says that that's the ability we've been given. So when we see a famine, we see it's time to throw down our seed. Because God will return a product for us, to us, right? And this isn't about, um, yeah, never mind, I'm going to go there. Let me just keep moving. Shoo. We're not going to rabbit trail today, Okay. But this is important to know because what we have to realize is when we're talking about divine interruption, that God interrupted the season of famine to show that his people can produce. That there is a product coming and not only is it prospering, but it continues to prosper until we are prosperous. Okay? So a famine does not even slow us down because the principle of God says, this is the way it works. You keep moving forward. You keep going on. And I also want to talk about 2 Kings for just a minute, 4. And it's about the widow and the oil, right? There are times where we create great wealth, There are times where God will prosper us in a time where we don't have anything in order to pay off any debt, any bondage of financial condition that holds us back from moving forward. Yeah, that may take a breath or two to just think about. I mean, when we think about it, you know, the the widow had nothing. She was completely destitute, completely destitute. Her husband had died. The creditors were coming to take her, take her family, take her sons. And Elisha says, what do you have? God will take what we possess. He gives the power, the ability to multiply it. And she took what she had in partnership with the supernatural power of God, which created the oil to multiply, to fill the vessels, to sell, to pay off her debt, and to live the rest of her life. Okay? So everything that I'm talking about here is in, it has the breath of God breathed on it. It's in partnership with God. We are never alone. If you read through scripture, you will see over and over, it's not just God. He sends a voice, Elisha, He sends an angel. He sends a host of angels. We are never alone in the situation we're in. He sends a body. We're never alone. So I I want us to really uh, just know that God may give us wealth in the the worldview of having more than enough to support and kingdom move, 
but he may also give us that reproduction of what we have in order to pay off and get out of bondage uh, from this debtor's prison that we've gotten into. Both of them are just as holy. Both of them are just as much God. Okay? So the part that, that you need, go after. Okay, that's just the first power. The first power he's given us, and that's the ability to create and to produce. Okay, the second power is great authority. God has given us great authority. He's given us the authority. It says that it means the, uh, it's, uh, I'll spell it for you so you have it, E-X-O-U-S-I-A, and it gives us the right to act in power. Each one of us as born-again Christians have the right to act in power on his behalf. We have the authority that's been given to us to act in power on his behalf. Oh, there we go. Oh, I made the slide too big. You may have to, I'll, I'll read the last one too. Uh, it gives us the right to act on his behalf. Each one of us have that authority to influence what's around us in order to move the kingdom of God forward. Right? We all carry the same authority. We carry the authority to do that. Yeah. Let me just read this scripture out of Mark to you. He went up into the mountains and called to him. Uh, sorry. He went up into the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. He ordained 12 to be with him and sent out to preach and to have authority. That's this word, exousis to heal sickness and to cast out demons. We all have that authority. We all have that authority to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the leopards, to preach the gospel. All of us carry that authority. All of us do, right? Okay, number three is Deutimus. Great in miracles. Great in power. The Deutimus power. Miraculous power, might, force, Acts 1.8 was the deutimous power of the Holy Spirit falling on us. But it also includes the moral power and excellence of the soul. Think about that. The deutimous power not only includes miracles, signs, and wonders, but it also includes the moral excellence of our soul. That's good, isn't it? Ooh, I love God. He just, he just has so much fun with us. He does. Third John 1, 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That is available to us. To all of us. Not only the power to, to see, you know, the leg grow out or the back straightened, but also that ability to have that excellence of soul because that is the Word of God. That is what He's given us. I want to read one other scripture, Acts 8. I want to read this a little bit about Philip because Philip was called to serve and then he was given the power to go out 
And it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and the lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. That is what is happening right now. The gospel is being preached. The miracles are being released. And joy is filling the cities. Now, what what I'm going to say is, as I've talked about this, you will begin to recognize it and see it. You'll begin to see it more and more uh, come over the cities. Okay, the last one. Oh, thank you, Kevin, for fixing that for me. Is Karatos, and it's great in raining. And we're in a season of great rain by the body of Christ. And I don't care what anybody says, we are raining in this hour. We are reigning in this hour. There is a boldness that has come across the people of God because they've encountered the holiness of their God, right? right? They've encountered the holiness of their God. There's this uh, shaking within us that we're like, hey, we're not going to take that anymore, right? Right? We are not going to take anything that, that will hurt, deflame, or, or be against our living God, our holy God. So there is a rising up of influence right now, a rising up of reigning. Um, and there's a couple of things I just want to talk to you about. Um, God is raising up Deborahs, both men and women. You know, when people think of Deborahs, they think of it only as women, but that's not true. He's raising up people who can discern and divide and judge what is right. He is raising up people who can lead a people into the holiness and presence of God. You know, think about Deborah. She, she not only was a judge, but she was also the mother that mothered the people back into the holiness, back through the decisions they needed. God is looking for us as mothers and fathers, no matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're 12 or if you're 99. God is looking for mothers and fathers to raise up and, and lead a people through this, through this time and this season for the kingdom of God. And these are the Debers that are raising up. Um, they will have great favor, grace, and power in their sphere of influence. And it doesn't matter what your sphere of influence is. It doesn't matter whether you work from your house. It doesn't matter if you're homeschooling your kids. It doesn't matter uh, if you're retired. You have a sphere of influence. Everyone has one. Everyone does. And God's going to use your sphere of influence to make a dramatic change in, the, in your area. And just think about all these little changes that are being made as we line up together makes a greater change. Yeah. You know, as you do your sphere, you do your sphere, you do your sphere, you do your sphere. Just in this room, the impact alone for our region 
We are shifting right now. We are shifting. This is one of the most important times. I know every era says that, but it really is. It's one of the most important times because we are positioned in our calling and purpose. And as we use this great anointing God has given us, we are helping others be positioned in their purpose and calling who are helping others be positioned. It's such a domino effect right now. God gave me a word about, uh, what's her name? Amy Coney uh, Barrett. He said that this is her confirmation was a sign of a breakthrough for our nation. It was a reversal of fortunes from the enemy's plunder. That we've been given the position to discern and to judge and not judge like we know it in the English dictionary, but to have a holy ability to divide what is true and right and holy versus what is profane and ugly and not God. And then there's a bridge between that because God's going to show us what to do with it. When we discern something that doesn't align with God, He's going to show us what to do. That's a big deal. Because we want to know what he wants to do about it. Does he want us to say something? Does he want us to pray? Does he want us to clear? What do you want me to do? Because not everything that we discern is supposed to mean face-to-face confrontation. And that's where we get confused. God has a plan for everything he reveals to us. And what we have to do is align with the plan that he has. It may not be our plan, but it's his plan, and his plan is always the best, right? It's always the best. That's what I always tell him. Your plan's the best, but I have lots of ideas for you. (laughs) Right? It's a cooperative time. It's a cooperative, you know. He wants to hear what we're thinking. He already knows, but as we flush it out with him... He refines it and make it better. I mean, you can't be afraid to have this conversation with God because he will stir up what's in you, yeah. refine it, and put it back where it looks like him. Yeah. Right? right? Thank you, Lord, that that's what you do. Yeah. But he's calling us to arise. You know, in the scripture in Judges, I'm not going to go there, but it, it keeps saying, awake, awake. But that word is actually arise. He's calling us to rise up, to rise up in this hour and just say, where, God? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to influence? Whatever you want, this is going to be good because I'm going to arise because you've called me to arise. I'm going to arise. And and we always have the Lord's help with us. I am going to read this one scripture out of here. It's going to be out of Judges 4. This is exciting. I I know I'm very excited. I just want uh, everybody to stand up and scream and yell because this is exciting because he's just told you to arise. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, then Deborah said to Barak, this is verse, uh, I think it's, I can't really actually see it. 13 Um, up for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sesera into your hand has not the Lord gone out before you? Think about that. Think about your situation. Think about whatever's going on in your life. Arise. This is the day. 
God's going to deliver it into your hand, whatever that is. Because he's already gone out before you. He's already gone out before you. And he ends up annihilating everyone. It says, uh, I think that's verse 15, and the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army, everything was annihilated. And when they go through the song of Deborah in chapter five, it says in verse 20, it says, oh yeah, by the way, uh, they fought from the heavens, the stars from their courses fought against Sisera. So think about that. Not only the Lord went before him, but the army of host went out there and fought. They, they, stars are synonymous with angels. You know, the, it wasn't, I don't, I don't want to say just the Lord because it, it only takes just the Lord, right? right? Okay. But what he does is he, he just brings everything together that needs to be together to make sure we get the victory in the victory in the season that we're in. We're going to see a victory in our lives. We just continue to press into what the word says. We declare what he's already said to us. That we're not doing this alone. He's already gone before us. He's also got a whole heavenly host that's fighting from heaven on our behalf. We are one plus you know how when you go to a wedding, it's like, bring your one plus. We are one plus and plus and plus and plus and plus and plus because we are never out there alone. And in this time of power, all four of those powers is available to every single one of us. Yeah. It's not like you get this one and you get this one. You get No, you have them all. You have them all. You have them all. You have, we all have them all. All is all. Great is great, right? Numerous is numerous. We have it all. And God is teaching us how to use which one at what time, in what situation, in partnership with who he's sending our way, both in the natural and in the supernatural, in order to win for the season that we're in. We will not lose this season. We will not lose this season because we're not planning for the last two months of this year and next year. We're planning for eternity. Yeah. We're planning for Jesus' second coming. Yeah. We're, we're planning for things that we don't have dates for. But everything we do is moving toward that position. His people arising. Isaiah 60, arise and shine for the glory of the Lord. Right? has risen upon you. Deep darkness covers the earth. So what? Because the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. What did he say? That his holiness will be displayed through his holy people so that all the nations can see that he is holy because he has holy people. That's where we are. There is a, a birthing, a bursting forth. Yes, we're, we'd like to know what's going to happen next week, but guess what? We don't care because God knows. And what he's going to do is going to be the right thing for us. And he's gone before us. He sent his army's angels ahead of us. So we don't have to worry about anything. If we need the power 
for supply and to produce, we've got it. Even in a time of famine, we have it. If we need the power to heal the sick and raise the dead, we've got it. We've got it. Say, I've got it. I've got it all, God. I've got everything. I've got everything I need according to your word. And I'm positioned where I need to be to rule and reign and have dominion over my sphere of influence. Because God has equipped me to do that, right? Each one of us carry that equipping. Carry that Deborah anointing to be able to see and judge and discern and even go tell the commander of the army to get out there and go because it's time for God to have victory, right? Amen. Amen. So just know all of this is done with the partnership of God who lives in us, who hovers over us, who surprises us, and who has declared his word in us. And his word, what? It never falls void. It will always do what he has said it will do. Amen? Amen. Okay, I think that's good, guys. Woo, God is good to us. So if you don't mind standing, let's just pray for a minute, and we're going to go. We're going to have an awesome week. We're going to uh, use our power. We're going to use our great power. We're going to use great grace, and we're going to transform everything we encounter as the glory of God, the holiness of God dwells in us. So, Father, we just thank you that you rise up, you display who you are, and your people turn to you. We turn to you, God. We turn away from all the things that have pulled us away, got our attention, and we turn our focus, our faces to you. We are holy people because you are a holy God. We are filled with power, great power that can shift and agree with what you're doing in this season. God, we thank you that uh, just as we sung revivals in the air, that people are being saved and healed and delivered, that the body of Christ is swelling. We are swelling up. Our numbers are increasing. You know, your word says that uh, just to Abraham, that his descendants will be more than the sands at the sea, more than the stars in the sky. That's who we are. We are descendants of Abraham. We're going to be numerous. We're going to overrun the earth with the swelling of the people of God. So, Lord, we just thank you that you've given it all to us and that you're teaching us how to use it, when to use it, and, and what to see through your eyes the outcome will be. So, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you confirm, that you affirm, that you encourage us every step of the way. And we love you and we praise you and we honor you. We thank you for your written word. We thank you for your rhema word. We thank you that you are a talkative God. And you love talking our ear off. 
So speak to us as we go. Speak to us as we sleep. Speak to us in every moment. Heighten our sensitivity to you, God. And we just love that you've breathed on us this morning. You've imparted into us. You've you've directed us, God, and you're setting our feet on a path to prosper and to be successful everywhere we go because you are with us. And we bless you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.